that into Happy Christmas War is Over, which is just, I love hearing every year. The other song I love hearing every year is Oh Holy Night. However, and I love hearing new versions, however, if if you are singing that song, you have got to do that crazy ass note at the end. Or I'm going to be very upset with you. You know the note I'm talking about. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel's voice. Oh, night divine. Oh, night. Christ is born. Oh, night deep. And you got to go that. You got to go that. Way above that. E above the A above the X above the B. Oh, night divine. Oh, night. Oh, night divine. Extra points to you. If you do something cool with that fall on your knees part, some people go fall, you know, do the whole big bang finish. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, holy night. You get points taken off for singing every freaking verse of that song. It's an old church hymnal and it's got a lot of verses that we don't give a crap about. But if you do the big finish, and I will tell you who my favorite is that does that. And some of you rock people that don't understand country music. I don't like country. I only like one country artist. That's Johnny Cash. Shut up. Martina McBride did the best version of Oh Holy Night. It's a... just a acapella in the beginning, then these strings come in about the middle, and oh my god, she kills it at the end. Which actually, the country station I work for, countrycrossroadsradio.com, on the weekends, 
isn't playing that version. I'm very upset with them. Somebody walked in, I believe. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. Hi, guys. It's a Discord fiddle player, tell you what. What? Someone else walked in. Oh, yeah. Hello, Mike. I make the root beer and the brewmaster. Brewmaster, can you sing a holy night? The stars are brightly shining. Hello, Dolly. That was beautiful. I don't think that was anything near the lyrics of the song, but. That would be a good mashup between those two. <sighs> I'm not going to sniff into the microphone, although I just did today. I want to tell you that... Uh, wait, I wrote this thing down here. Okay, this is interesting. This so, is interesting. And that's the name of another segment I do called This is Interesting, but today it's fair and unbalanced. It's a new one I came up with. Okay. Cafe okay. I mean, it's cafe anyway. On Friday, I had a day off. And I wanted to go with my dog. Ah! My dog's not scary. He's wonderful. With my dog, Basil the Boxer. I wanted to go with him on a little road trip over... I, I was feeling like Livermore and the wine country, the vineyards. But I couldn't because it was a downpour of massive proportions well for us here in the bay area lots of rain on friday and that prevents and and also traffic going eastbound was just crazy so i said forget it and i ended up taking bart and went to the city instead and i took bart over to the embarcadero got off walked along the waterfront towards dog patch so i walked past at&t park and I passed by a, they're doing a Cirque du Soleil over there. And I get to Dog Patch and there's this brewery. I'll give them a free plug. Triple mm, something. Triple Rock, Triple Voodoo, whatever. I, they didn't give me a free beer, so screw them. But I did talk to this lovely bartender there who had the pierced nose, big eyes, kind of looked. Who did she look like? I, the first, and this shows you how old I am. The first person I thought of was Mary Tyler Moore. But she also kind of looks a little... She almost had this kind of Annie DeFranco look to her. And she had the bangs. Wait, does Annie DeFranco have bangs? She had that kind of dark hair with the bangs. I don't know what they call that look. But she gave me a big smile and we started talking. And she told me about this interesting life she leads where she lives with a lesbian couple. And one of the of the partners uh, is a masseuse and the other has a child care and then she lives I guess down the hall and she has her own garden and she has her own hot tub and she's probably in her early to mid 20s and has this interesting life in San Francisco oh and she's a comedian yes she does comedy she actually tours with these other comedians and I found her very fascinating when she was talking about, and I asked her about doing comedy and what it's like to get up there and do comedy. And she gave me this answer of how she just got up there and oh, and, and that, that some jokes people laugh at and she doesn't understand why they laugh at it. And when she tries to just do something funny, they don't laugh. So it's the jokes she doesn't expect to get laughs that get laughs, which I've heard that sort of thing before. I do not like stand-up. I know in some ways this is kind of stand-up, but I'm, not, I'm sitting down here at Cafe anyway. I'm sitting in a plush chair. 
that's about to break. Is it breaking because uh, my heart is breaking? No, my heart's not breaking. But I have eaten some high calorie foods here at Christmas time. Simply having a fattening Christmas time. But I think now we must look at the podcast picture, which is of me shirt off. And here's today's podcast picture. Just kidding. It's one last Christmas podcast picture of the wonderful Christmas tree that's in Union Square. And then you can also see that statue in Union Square that's of a lady who apparently used to be a mistress to some famous rich guy in San Francisco. I don't know the whole San Francisco history. I don't have time for that. I have what I'm trying to do is tell you that I don't like stand up because I don't feel the comedians relate to people in a real way. It's an old format. Stand up comedy. It's an old, it's outdated. It goes back to the 80s and the 70s and brick walls and you stand in front of the brick wall and you've got your sports coat on. You tell your one-liner jokes have to be written out, have to be practiced and that instantly to me they become stale. Yeah, they make me laugh. Yeah, I guess that the proof is in the pudding. Mike, well, they make you laugh but you know what? I want to tell you something. Another thing that's written down makes you laugh, and that's called a bumper sticker. You're laughing at bumper stickers and getting drunk. I guess the cool thing about stand-up is that you can heckle the comedian. And that's, that's a good instant thing that has not gone away. And, and probably people are feeling more fearless and feel like confronting the comedian. What did I write? Here, the best ones are those who can get out of the way of a prescripted joke. Yes, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true, Mike. Here, here. I applaud you. Thank you, Mike. Oh, and this is something I want to approach this topic in a later show, but I am not a fan of Academy Award movies. Now all the Academy Award movies are out because we're getting down to the last week here and they got to come out by the end of the year or they won't be recognized for the Academy Awards. I'm getting sick of the Academy Award movies, the, the nominated movies that come out, where you have the a character, the only character in the movie that you can relate to, continually is getting beaten down and down and down and getting beaten down and getting beaten down and down. And that's the whole movie, is them getting beaten down. And, 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 and oh, look, oh, they just, you know, and they're getting by whatever it is they're living in a bad part of the city or they're in a war or something and they just keep getting i'm not into that oh but it shows the actor has this huge uh, skill set of being able to show that they're being beaten and tortured and they look miserable on screen but they're not really miserable they're just acting no i don't why do i want to watch that Life is crap already. Why do I have to see that? Merry Christmas. As I got negative there. Merry Christmas to you. I would love your feedback. I get feedback from Haley. Because I work with Haley. And Haley will go and say, Mike, your last show was all scratchy. Yes, the last podcast was scratchy. It had a scratch. Because the computer I used was is, is once again that four-letter word. It's and it should have worked. I thought it was working. And when I was done, I went back and listened and heard the scratchiness. 
Maybe you didn't even notice it. I don't know. Cafe, I don't know. But I had to get that thing on the internet like ASAP. I didn't have a second chance to do it. I got, I, I felt like if, if you could put up with the scratchiness. Hell, this show has already got a bunch of people in the background making a bunch of noise. Why don't you guys shut up? Merry Christmas. Mark, you shouldn't yell at everyone about that. You're right, this kind of fiddle player. I love country music. That's a good thing. I do think Martine McBride does a good version of that. Mark! Yes, Benita? I like the bare naked ladies version of Old Lang Syne. Yes, that is the best version of Old Lang Syne I've ever heard. Ah, oh, sorry to sniffle into the microphone again. Steve Page. Ah, oh, I hope that guy goes to rehab. Or if he hasn't done it already. I don't want him to die an early death. That man is talented. I love bare naked ladies. I saw them in concert at the Universal Amphitheater before they leveled it and turned it into Harry Potter land. He was so good. He got up there and did the bare naked ladies killed it. Now, Stephen Page has left as far as I know. And now it's just the other guy and the keyboardist sings now, but let's get to, oh, MikeSteelyPodcast.com is the website. Did I mention today is FF episode? 1245 1245 1245 That's about the time I need to wrap up my lunch 1245 They only give me a half hour And I gotta get back by 1245 Actually that's a lie And Haley's gonna call me on that lie Happy birthday Haley I mean Merry Christmas Your birthday's later in the year Uh, Earlier in the year I have got to get out of this hole I'm in right now it's uh, mikesdailypodcast.com. So you're not going to shop. Maybe you are going to shop on Amazon now because there's all the, the deals after Christmas deals. Go do that through mikesdailypodcast.com. You see that little square? It says shop, connect, enjoy. Click on that, buy on your Amazon stuff, and it helps us out. If you go through mikesdailypodcast.com. There's also the PayPal. Click on that and buy, uh, help us out that way. You'll get a special greeting from all the Cafe Anyway characters. And there's all the past podcast pictures and past interviews I've done. All there at mikesdailypodcast.com. Now the new segment calls... Fair and Unbalanced. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump right into some of the hard stuff going on today. Two sets of parents is killed... Uh, children were killed in the Oakland ghost ship fire have filed lawsuits. This happened on Friday, the first litigation to come out of the deadly blaze that ripped through the converted warehouse during an electronic music event three weeks ago. Relatives of a 20-year-old and a 23-year-old sued a litany of people who allegedly created a dangerous environment that led to the death of 36 people during the December 2nd party in Fruitvale. Accused in the lawsuits are a whole bunch, including building owner Chor Ng, primary tenant Derek Ion Almina and his wife Mika Allison, event promoter John Harapko, and Joel Shanahan, the performer known as Golden Donna. Uh, and, and this according to the San Francisco attorney Mary Alexander and SF Gate. Mary Alexander is representing the two families. Also named in the lawsuits were a next door business that shared its electricity and others involved with the show on the night of the fire. A whole bunch. The parents filed claims against the city of Oakland and Alameda County on Friday as well. 
Although state law provides a broad liability shield for local governments for failing to conduct building inspections, uh, the attorney says the immunity is not insurmountable. Then also, this relatively good news, considering how horrible it's been in Nigeria, the president of Nigeria said to, uh, yesterday that his forces had crushed the notorious Boko Haram extremist group and has driven them out of their forest encampment, but have yet to locate scores of Nigerian schoolgirls kidnapped by the militants in 2014. Uh, President Muhammadu Buhari's victorious announcement yesterday also indicated that Nigerian forces needed to remain vigilant to fight off individual suicide bombings, village attacks, and assaults on remote military outposts by remnants of the homegrown Islamist group. Still, Buhari's announcement expressed relief that army and security forces had broken the back of the organization. He said Nigeria's gallant troops on Friday drove the insurgents out of their Camp Zero deep in the northern, northeastern Sambisa forest. And finally, this interesting bit of news you probably heard of, but Donald Trump said he plans to shut down his charitable foundation. A decision that comes after repeated controversies over how it collected and dispersed funds. In a statement yesterday, Trump offered no timeline for when his foundation would close down, but said he had directed his attorney to take the steps needed to close the charity. It was also not immediately clear when the foundation would be able to dissolve, given an ongoing investigation that's happening in New York. The foundation has done enormous good work, said Trump in a statement over the years in contributing millions of dollars to countless worthy groups, including supporting veterans, law enforcement officers, and children. However, to avoid even the appearance of any conflict with my role as president, I have decided to continue to pursue my strong interest in philanthropy in other ways. The Donald J. Trump Foundation has come under intense scrutiny this year after a series of reports in the Washington Post, this article from the Washington Post, detailing its practices, including cases in which Trump apparently used the charity's money to settle lawsuits involving his for-profit businesses. New York's attorney general has been investigating the charity after some of these reports and a spokeswoman for that office said the foundation could not officially shut down until the probe is over. Oh, what? The biggest donors to this foundation in recent years were Vince and Linda McMahon, the pro wrestling moguls. I remember when Vince McMahon started the XFL. And this one radio station I worked for, we used to give away tickets to see the XFL all the time. He gave the Trump Foundation $5 million between 2007 and 2009. And he recently, Trump recently nominated Linda McMahon to head the Small Business Administration. As we go outside a cafe anyway, where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. By the way, the Eric Trump Foundation, founded in 2007 raises more than $1.5 million a year through a golf tournament and other events. And then he kills lions and tigers and takes pictures of it, puts it on the internet, and passes on the bulk of its money to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, a pediatric cancer center in Memphis, which I've been to. They do a tremendous job there. And whenever I went to it, it would always be in January and be freaking cold. You know what though? 
it's really an amazing place. And it was warm in the hospital. And I have to say, Merry Christmas. I was feeling a little bit negative when I started the show today. I hope that didn't rub off on the show. Did it a little? Oh. Mark, that's okay. Is it? Yeah. Y'all just gotta listen to some bare naked ladies. Bear? Bear. Bare naked ladies. I won't be naked though. I gotta keep my clothes on because it's cold out here. Bam! I'm going back inside when it's warm. Thank you, Benita. Next show, it's going to be Madame Rudebega, Valentino, and Bison Bentley. Mike's TV Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.